The Open Space Institute, in partnership with New York Outdoor Recreation Coalition, unveiled a new statewide plan to make millions of acres of parks and open space more welcoming and accessible for New Yorkers and visitors. Joining me now is Kathy Moser, Chief Conservation Officer at Open Space Institute. Welcome to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thanks, Tina. Glad to be here. So let's start with, what is the Open Space for All plan? So... The Open Space Institute back in April of 2020 started to do a look ahead about the next 10 years of trends in in New York State parks. And, you know, the pandemic was with us. The George Floyd murder happened. And we thought to ourselves, we don't know what's going to happen in 10 years. Society's changing. And we decided to look at why different sectors of society weren't going to open spaces. The National Park Service has done a survey and says that 75% of visitors to national parks are white, and that doesn't reflect our population. So the Open Space Institute, or we call ourselves OSI, decided to partner with the New York Outdoor Recreation Coalition and do first a, a survey of people. We got about 220 organizations to participate and tell us why they didn't go to open spaces, what we could offer to make them feel more comfortable going there. And so this report, Open Spaces for All, is a product of reaching out um, to different underserved communities and finding out what they wanted to see in their parks and open spaces. The plan notes that there are structural and societal barriers that prevent New Yorkers from accessing the public parks, open spaces, and other outdoor amenities. Could you talk more about what these barriers are? Right. We found a simple one to identify as transportation. You know, if you live in New York City and you want to get to Harriman or Bear Mountain State Parks, you know, it's difficult sometimes to do that. Or you get there and you don't see anybody that looks like you, so you don't feel as welcome. Or you get to a state park and you don't know, do I need special hiking shoes to go for a hike? If I want a kayak, you know, how do I get that equipment? You know, how do you how do you try new activities? So we found transportation a barrier, the representation of some of the employees and people that you see at parks and open spaces is a barrier, and then just not really understanding what to do or what was available once you got there. When you talk about transportation, when it comes to the income brackets, how far do lower income people generally have to travel as opposed to higher income people to find these open spaces? Yeah, that's a good question, Sina. We did not look at that kind of economic disparity. We were looking more at you know communities of color, the LGBTQ plus um, community, less so on people with physical um, issues, just because the Americans with Disability Act dictates what happens. So it was really more, not so much economic, but you know, communities of color and the LGBTQ was a focus of the report. And why did you choose those groups to focus this report on? Well, part of it was you know, during COVID, when everything was shut down and people were flocking to open spaces, you know, there weren't any movies, there weren't concerts, restaurants were closed. We just, we were just noticing that it was mostly a white 
visitation to parks and open spaces. And so it kind of made us open our eyes up and say, why is this happening? And you mentioned that the ADA does more work on accessibility, but is that something that you would plan to do some research on in the future? Yeah, we have, you know, we can look at that because um, the Americans with Disability Act says you have to prove that you can't put the infrastructure in. And so you can build kayak launches that are accessible. You can build trails that are more accessible. Um, and frankly, a lot of that accessibility uh, meshes well with how people are reacting to COVID. You know, the, the social distancing, um, more people going outside. So a lot of the trails that you see that were very popular were the wider trails that you know, are better for people with physical um, disabilities. You know, they're more accessible by um, wheelchairs and by people that, you know, have to use um, some type of support to for their mobility. The plan does mention Indigenous people. What are some of these findings? Well, I think we worked a lot with the Department of Environmental Conservation and the Office of Parks, Recreation and Historic Preservation here in New York. And I, I think both agencies are doing a good job on a lot of these issues, but we identified, and, and in the Open Spaces for All plan, you'll see that the recommendations for the Indigenous communities are separate because we felt as though, you know, it was just a very different situation for them. We recommended that the state agencies increase their communications with the Indigenous uh, communities throughout New York State and offer them more opportunities to practice their cultural activities. And and parks and DEC do do that, but they don't really talk about it that much. So we encourage the state agencies to have an, a dialogue with the indigenous communities and also um, really promote some of their uses of the land, in, including taking indigenous knowledge into account when you start to manage for some of the properties as well that the state owns. So now all this data has been collected. How does it get implemented? Right. So one of the things that we heard from both um, state parks and environmental conservation is um, they liked the report, but they didn't want the Open Space Institute nor the New York Outdoor Rec Coalition to just walk away, you know, put the plan here, you guys do this. And so we agreed you know, to meet with the two city agencies on a, a frequent basis. I'd like to see us getting together on a quarterly basis. And what's been really great to see is some of the recommendations have already been implemented. Um, for example, state parks is hiring um, what they're calling ladders to the outdoors um, coordinators. And one of their coordinators um, named Kiwan out in Buffalo, and this is a shout out to him, in 18 months, he has gotten 12,000 students from Buffalo, inner city kids, out to state parks. So parks and DEC are already implementing some of these recommendations. And the Open Space Institute, as well as the New York Outdoor Rec Coalition, are committed to continuing to work both with the state agencies and hold ourselves in account, accountable. We, the land trust community, should be looking at these recommendations and trying to figure out which of these recommendations we can implement as well. So how is the access to open spaces important in the fight for equity and specifically in relationship to a person's mental and physical health? Yeah, I think we saw, you know, we're not out of COVID, but in the early days of COVID that 
you know, people's mental health really depended on them getting outside and experiencing nature. And, you know, people talk about forest bathing, how you can go in nature and just, you know, feel calmer. And we want everyone to have those experiences. As I say to some of my colleagues, I've spent over 35 years of my career conserving land. And shame on me for not noticing that the land that was being conserved wasn't appreciated, wasn't being used by all sectors of society. And I think it's time for all of us in the land trust community and environmental community to do what we can to bring new communities, new users, new visitors out to some of these places. You mentioned earlier that Black, Brown, LGBTQIA plus communities may come to these spaces and not feel welcome because they don't maybe see their own identity reflected. What are some ways that that is being addressed? Well, I think that the state agencies are trying to hire, you know, more diverse candidates. Um, I think that we all, the state agencies and not-for-profits can bring, bring programming into disadvantaged communities. You know, so talking to people about you know, what, what it means to kayak or, you know, hike into the mountains. What do you need? You know, the whole leave no trace behind some of those concepts. And I love this open spaces for all plan because there are concrete examples of things that are working here in New York, but in other places. So Colorado has gear libraries. I mean, how amazing would it be, you know, if a you know, L.L. Bean or an REI set up a gear library next to a popular state park. So you could go in and and borrow the equipment that you would need. Um, Both DEC and parks do something called a first-time camper program. So if you've never camped in your entire life, you can show up at a a state park or DEC campground and get all of your, your equipment loaned to you for that weekend. And so I do think there's a lot of examples in this plan that state agencies, and that, and I keep saying state agencies, but it could be a county, it could be a city or a municipality. These recommendations, I think there's enough in here that, you know, everyone will find something that they can do for, you know, for their organization. Thank you so much, Kathy Moser, for joining us. How can listeners find more information about Open Spaces for All? So if you go on the um, Open Space Institute website, Um, There's a link to this plan, both in English and in Spanish, and then you can find out more. We have some social media ideas if people want to um, spread this plan more widely amongst their community. Thank you so much. Great. Thanks, Dina.